Okay, we're going we're gonna to kick off. We've got two presentations uh, this afternoon, this, this evening. Uh, the first is from Nigel Tipple. Um, and just to give a brief introduction to Nigel, Nigel joined the Local Enterprise Partnership for that as Chief Executive in June 2013. And he's already made his mark with energetic and inspirational leadership. This comes from the website. <laughs> At which point I'm now leaving, so thank you very much. That's the hack in our presentation, I'm now leaving. <laughs> but things that Nigel has done, he spearheaded the bid for Oxford and Oxford to City deal, the EU Structural and Investment Fund and Strategic Economic Plan submissions, and he will refer to those as part of his presentation. And he's assisting the county's businesses into a period of exceptional economic growth. Oxford is already a powerhouse of innovation and wealth creation. Oxford University is one of the world's top five universities for creating a successful innovation ecosystem. And Nigel is focused on building on the region's unique strengths to deliver economic success through the commercialization of innovation. Nigel has over 20 years experience in the formation, development, operation and management public and private sector organisations, the economic development regeneration sector, most recently in Cornwall. So I'll hand you over to Nigel Thank for you. his presentation. Okay, um, what I'll try and do is spend no more than 10 or 15 minutes just talking through what's on these slides, because actually you're going to get more value out of a discussion than you are looking at slides all evening long. And then between us we'll get through those presentations fairly quickly and then we can have a proper dialogue and, and engage with in a bit more detail. Um, so what I wanted to do very briefly was, I, I focused mainly on transport, there's an awful lot of other activity which we'll, we'll no doubt pick up in conversation around economic growth, around skills, around business support activity, but for purposes of today I've just touched on the higher level transport related activity. So hopefully if this now works, we'll give it a go again, it's gone to sleep again, there's a button on there somewhere to start it. like it does it let's go back the old manual way i'll do it manual it's easier um so the first thing was uh, from our perspective going back 18 months or so ago um we had the opportunity to bid for something called city deal government-led initiative oxfordshire and oxford city particularly on, a, on what was referred to as wave two so the big city regions the leeds the manchester's liverpool's this world had an early stage bid submission with government Oxfordshire was in the second tier, second round uh, of initiatives. And what we had to do was get a very clear, well-articulated vision that we could talk to government about, whether that was a university working with us, whether it was private business, local authority, voluntary community sector. So we all actually understood the direction of travel in terms of driving economic growth. And that's on there. I'm not going to read it out. But the reality is we already have a strong economy. We already have some real jewels in terms of national and international leading and world-leading technology. What we've got to do is build on it and drive growth off the back of it. Um, in terms of economics, we've got less than 0.7% registered unemployment in Oxfordshire. That's 2,800 people registered unemployed across the entire Oxfordshire county. 670,000 people, 2,800 registered unemployed. So we haven't got an unemployment problem. We've got a structural change of major growth coming through and we need to drive that growth and create new opportunities. So it's a slightly different dynamic to some of the other parts of the country that are dealing with uh, structural decline. Um, in terms of our approach, um, again, partnership-led. Um, we couldn't do anything on our own. LEPs don't exist uh, in glorious isolation from the rest of the economy around them. Um, and our partnership is embedded 
in those partners there and an awful lot more besides. On the right as you look at it, they're business-led, business-brokered organisational input into the LEP, whether it's CBI, IOD, Federation of Small Business, Chambers of Commerce, or more local initiatives within the city, within Science Vale and the Enterprise Zone, or at Vista and Banbury areas, where we've got growth, significant growth. Um, all six local authorities involved, again, without their capacity, without their ability to help drive planning change and growth, we can't realise that economic ambition. So again, it needs that partnership. And importantly, that third leg there, the, the FE and HE sectors, whether it's colleges and indeed secondary schools um, and the university sector. Again, everybody sitting on the board, all got board representation in terms of being able to come to the table and challenge and, and drive growth, but actually working together when it comes to pitching either to government or to other agencies to secure investment for the benefit of Oxfordshire, and in our case, for the growth of UK PLC. Uh, much stronger growth than other parts of the country. In terms of the economic plan that underpins that activity, there are four themes. It's relatively straightforward. People, place, enterprise and connectivity. Um, they're there so that we can move away from the traditional silos of things like transport in isolation, road investment, public transport, broadband. They all form part of a connectivity infrastructure that we need to get right. So we talk about connectivity in that context. We talk about enterprise rather than business because it could be social enterprise at one end of the scale. It could be BMW, Mini, Siemens or anybody else in, in terms of large corporates, Oxford Instruments, who all contribute to that economic activity. But the breadth of Oxfordshire is in the diversity of the business base. Um, and we've got significant SME business growth and, and representation across the economy much more so than many other parts of the country again. We've got very similar economies to, to the likes of Berkshire and um, Buckinghamshire um, in terms of economic growth and unemployment, but a very dynamic business base. Um, place is critically important, I'm sure we'll touch on that later. Housing, employment space and the connections between them. How do you get people where they live to where they work, where they are to education and, uh, and jobs and opportunities. So again, where places are, how we land use plan is important. And the people themselves in terms of skills, the whole agenda around individual skills and working within business to grow those skills. Um, in terms of plan process, I just thought I'd touch on what we've actually secured in the last 18 months or so. Um, again, lots of announcements. I think in the, in the preamble it talked about City Deal. That was one of a series of connected investment bids that we've put together over the last 18 months. Um, City Deal itself was 55 million just over. Um, again, same thematic approach. Investment in skills system, and that's around apprenticeships, traineeships, looking at work-based work activity, uh, bringing employers closer to, to education, helping to develop curriculum at secondary school level and then inform it through college and then through and into university. In essence, looking at what's the, what's the movement between classroom and pit lane. How do you get onto Williams pit lane if you're a, a student in a school in Blackbird Lees? Is that an opportunity for you? How can you move through that process? And the reality is you can. We've got very strong college association with, with industry. Those then into Brooks, as it happens, with, with a very strong university-led approach that works with the likes of BMW and works with the likes of ProDrive, who are one step away from working at Williams or, as it was previously, Caterham or Marussia or Lotus, as we still have in this part of the world, or indeed McLaren down the road or Red Bull. So there's an opportunity there to build that connection between school and the world of work. Um, commitment around housing growth. Oxfordshire has plenty of allocated housing sites. 
it's just they're not being delivered quickly enough. And part of the reason for that I'll touch on later is infrastructure and connected places. Um, but what, what, what part of our commitment originally was how can we accelerate, how can we drive what we've already got in the plan before we start thinking about further growth and then how do we plan that further growth over a longer period of time, 2030 and beyond. Um, and again, investment into innovation, two of those are university-led innovation hubs, one at Begbrook, one at, at the Churchill campus um, around bioescalator, um, investment uh, at Begbrook, which is university, uh, Cullum, again, UK Atomic Energy Authority, working with um, uh, Centre for Fusion Energy in that case, um, and then Howell, again, with UK Atomic Energy Authority and STFC. So university collaborative with, with other government departments, investing in innovation facilities to drive growth and opportunity, and then major investment. Science Transit will, will be a theme we keep coming back to. It's a brand. It's a way of being able to articulate connected transport between places where people live and places where people work and also between the centres in the city in terms of university, academic research and excellence and business parks and opportunities out at Howell, Cullum and Milton Park. So there's a, there's a theme in there around creating connections. Um, second part of the plan which followed that later in, in last year, July, uh, and then a further announcement in January of this year, another £118 million. All these are, are new cash into Oxfordshire. Um, they're all going to be matched, it's not just simple investment from government. Those, when you add them together, you've got there, what, 170, 180 million. Um, they lever in about another 500 million pounds worth of private sector investment. So it's not just about the public investment. There's a leverage in there in terms of private. And if you start adding housing investment into that, the numbers go much, much higher. Um, there's hundreds of millions of pounds worth of housing leveraged off the back of that. Again, same sort of approach around place. This one was, was around the flood channel, so again, some of the infrastructure that we already have is impacted upon by, by issues that are historic in Oxford and Oxfordshire around flooding. Um, the railway lines are affected, the roads are affected, the infrastructure in and out of the city and beyond the city boundary is affected. So we put a major programme of investment with the Environment Agency in to government, match funded by uh, both government agencies and private sector business. And the whole scheme is about 150 million. So we got 35 with 70 million that we've secured from other sources. So we're, we're round about three quarters of the way there now. We're just trying to finalize the last structure around that deal uh, for that investment. Um, more investment into enterprise facilities, so Center for Applied Superconductivity, which again, university-led project, um, and major investment in infrastructure. So some of the investment last time was around Hinksey, Kennington Roundabout, um, around the Ring Road, Northern Gateway, again, investment in those sorts of locations, key business locations where we're creating connectivity between them and the city or them and parts of the county where there's significant employment and, and housing opportunity. And around that, there's other investment. The new parkway station at uh, Water Eaton, new station connection through from Bista, which will then continue through into Oxford City and then beyond that, hopefully, round to Cowley. So there's a, an ambition to take that line through and round to Cowley Branch Line and open up the connectivity around that side of the city out to the science park and the business parks. And then beyond that, creating better park and ride access in and out of the city and across to Southland Vale and out to the Enterprise Zone. So again, connected infrastructure investment in those areas. Um, European programme, very small by comparison. Um, in our case, 20 million pounds. 
if I was in Cornwall still, as I was a few years ago, it's £500 million. Um, so there's a bit of a difference in terms of EU structural fund investment. But nevertheless, in our case, the focus for that is around business support and skills, some of the underpinning activity, not, not big infrastructure. That wouldn't pay for the junction improvements at Hinksey and Kennington if you put it all in at one go. Um, so it needs to be spent in an appropriate way and that's how that's going to go. Small amount of funding also allocated for rural development. So mainly around things like uh, business support activity, uh, possibility for low carbon initiatives and some work with, with the wider rural, uh, rural farming communities. But again, a package of investment funding which draws in other investment, public and private. Um, in terms of the connecting piece, and more about the transport really now, um, you can see all the modes on there. Um, the issue for us actually is not just about the city, it's about how you connect north, south, east, west. So we have, and I'll show you in a second, the knowledge economy spine, which is how do you connect the sort of Bista and the growth in that area with New Garden Town and major investment through the city and out to Scienceville where we've got an enterprise zone. But actually the east-west connections are equally as important within and out with the county. So the M40 is a key connector to the top, Banbury, and then through down to, uh, down to London ultimately, and the M4 similarly on the other side. And it's framed by a series of connections across that, the whole county geography. So again, when I touch on that, you'll see some of the wider investment, whether it's rail, public transport, cycling, etc. I'm not quite sure how well you can see that at the back. Hopefully you can, uh, but you're welcome to have the slides. Um, the purpose for this really was just to give you a flavour of what's happening, not what's planned, not what might happen in 20, 30 years' time with a fair wind. These are things that are coming forward now, are on site, in train, or will be delivered in the next five years. Um, so we've got east-west rail investment, the start of that, the connection through Milton Keynes, Bedford, is coming through from the investment at Bista at this end with Chilton Railways. That's already started. Um, Northern Gateway, again, investment starting this year, this calendar year, um, and then through for the next couple of years beyond that around Northern Gateway. Major infrastructure investment to release new development potential on that part of the, the, the city. And the connections from there back to the new water station, Oxford Parkway, to the airport, to Begbrook, and to the development around Kidlington. So again, strength in development in that area. Um, major set of investments around the city in terms of ring roads, so the uh, um, Eastern Arc, Cutters Low and Wolvercott Roundabout, so a whole range of investment that will actually begin to open up the ring around the city and make that flow much easier. Um, it will take time though, it's not all going to happen overnight, it's a three to five year programme uh, of delivery. Oxford Station uh, again is in there, we've got major plans working with the city and partners to redevelop not just the station but the station concourse, Fried Wide Square is about to start, the development of ox pens around the back of the ice rink. Uh, and the, the development land there and across then ultimately across to Osney Mead on the other side. So we've got major investment going in that area, again much of which is either committed or in train, um, literally in train in case, in case of the station. Um, we've also got investment going then round towards Science Vale, so Chilton, Milton Park, uh, Harwell, Cullum, uh, Digcott and Digcott Station particularly where there's there's a phased delivery programme of new investment there and in the town itself um, because the town's quite disconnected from the train station. There's no sense of arrival, there's no sense of where you are when you get off a train. Um, and similarly, actually, for the city, um, the sense of arrival when you get off the train 
where do you actually go to, where do you move into, how do you navigate through the, the city. Um, and that's part of the redevelopment proposals around the city itself. And then coming back around um, investment going out towards Wantage with major infrastructure investment, new housing growth in that area. Um, and then up and round towards uh, Whitney again, A40 improvements, there's £35 million allocated to improve that A40 corridor, um, particularly <coughs> around a transport-based solution, probably tidal flow into Oxford on a morning, out of Oxford on an evening with bus prioritisation, um, simply to create more credible movement. The other thing that's not on there but will, will come as the next phase is an outer ring of park and ride. Um, which will intercept traffic earlier. So out at Ainsham on the A40, somewhere near Woodstock on the A44, coming round the, the, the top end of the city across towards Wheatley, down somewhere near Abingdon North, um, and then again round, um, round the, the bottom of the city uh, and coming out towards Cumnor on the A420, so you can intercept on the, on the Swindon connection. So an outer link on the major arterial road connections that can create the connections between those locations and the city centre. Um, and that really just gives you a picture. All those investments are, are coming forward now. <coughs> Very briefly, station master plan. <coughs> I won't spend a lot of time on this, but it, in terms of a connected piece of infrastructure, if we don't get that right in the city centre, then we can't actually create the platform for development around it. We've got to make the station function better than it currently does. Public transport interface there is not good whether it's cycling in, whether it's the, uh, the, the public transport links, we need to improve the way that that flows uh, and allow vehicles to move in and around the area in a, a way better than they are now. Um, so it's about places and spaces, the bits in between. Major investment in Botley Road Bridge, major investment in track and station platform improvements, and that opens up the potential for the connection through to Cowley, um, because without the additional station capacity, we can't actually get through and out the other side. And there's also major investment between the city and uh, Digcot in terms of uh, major distribution and freight movement. So again, if we want more freight on the rail, and we need to lift it off the A34 from Southampton through to the north, then we need more capacity coming through both, uh, both Digcot and Oxford. And again, that's part of the franchise discussions that are going on currently um, with First Great Western. Um, again, I'm not sure how much of that you're going to be able to see from, from the back, but the, the principle being that the station isn't planned in isolation, that actually it's about planning the station and everything around it and how it functions, which includes things like public transport, it includes pedestrian access, cycleways, vehicular movement, car parking, um, taxis, everything. How do we move them around the city? How do we create the opportunity to move people where they want to be and where they want to go? The other critical connection there is that with the the additional services through from Bicester is you'd be able to go either Bicester to London Marylebone um, via well, Oxford via Bicester, London Marylebone or Oxford via Bigcott into Paddington on an increased service frequency so again it's about four high speed trains an hour through Digcott uh, currently two through Bicester but we'd like to increase those and again that's down to track capacity and availability um, very, very briefly, knowledge economy spine um, in terms of our approach was to look not just north-south but east-west and look beyond the boundaries. So it's no good just looking within county boundaries because that's not where businesses and people move. So we need to look at the connections north, whether that's through to Birmingham and on, whether it's down through to London or whether it's southwest towards Bristol. 
uh, and out the other way because there, you know business moves in all those directions. It doesn't observe our county boundaries. Um, so a lot of the plans are working across boundaries, across LEPs, across counties, um, and there's currently lots of discussion around collaboration between Oxfordshire, Northamptonshire and Buckinghamshire. There's a wider collaboration across the Greater Thames Valley on the same basis, creating those opportunities to work with government to get investment that works for our businesses and our communities. And I guess, for me, the last bit is that. Um, affordable solutions, realistic timescales, move people quickly, it, it, it's what we need to do. Um, the challenge is how we get there. We're not going to do it with one mode. It isn't just putting an extra lane on the A34. They've tried that on the M42, that doesn't work. They've tried real-time traffic inf management, that doesn't work, it still fills up. Um, give more capacity, you just fill it. The M M25 is a case in point. We've got to find alternative ways as well as improving movement and frequency. Um, it's also about land use planning. Uh, and again, with a different set of slides, I could do equally as long on, on the issues around how you put the housing and employment in places that are accessible. But the principle is there. It's about how do we connect people and places uh, and the gaps in between.